everyone, it's Bridget, aka Gigi. And I'm Victoria. And this is Mika. And this is... Brother Kevin. I guess Brother Kev. Woo-hoo. Hey, Rev Kev, they call me for short. Rev Kev for short. <laughs> <laughs> and since Nyla may make an appearance, she's here. <laughs> a part, a part of it at this point. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like the CEO. She runs everything. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it, really. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So today, um, we are going to talk about faith, confidence in God, and prayer. Um, I wanted to take advantage of having you with us today, Brother Kev, because you are a more seasoned Christian than we are, so we wanted to have this discussion with you. Um, But before we jump into the topic, Mm -hmm. I want to just touch base on, you know, the election and what you guys think about the state of the country. Look at Vicky. She's like, really? You want to go there? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just, I guess, not to talk about the results specifically, just, you know, just the state of America, the state of the country, um, and what you think that we as Christians can do um, to stand and to represent the word of God and stand on our biblical principles because it's so, it's so divided because um, yes. a lot of people voted, but many people voted for, you know, both sides. So mm-hmm. clearly there's, a, there's two um, separate, I guess, identities in America, political identities. Mm-hmm. So what can we as Christians do um, as the country moves forward? Good question, Mika. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So that's why I'm asking. <laughs> um, for me, um, like, first of all, like after finding out who the president was, like, who, who, we became our president, like it was like a breath of fresh air, just in the sense of like the anxiety is over. Like we know who won. So I was mm-hmm. thinking that. Um, I would say, like, also just moving forward, I think that I'm just going to have to figure out what's the best way in, like, talking to people that have different political views, but still, like, loving them. I, I think that's my... <laughs> my okay, no, that's honest. That's yeah. honest. Because sometimes it's just, like, someone's just talking about supporting something that, you know, it's just, uh, just, it's just completely wrong and just completely against, like, helping people and um, trying to make America better. So I just think um, those conversations are very tough to have. And I need to navigate knowing how to tell people like, you know, this is not good. This is something that's sinful. This is something that God doesn't agree with. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, love them. <laughs> so that's, that's what I'm working on um, in my walk and in this political season. Okay, is that enough? Everybody agrees, right? Well, okay. Maybe. I'll say this. Um, In terms of one of the things I think that in, you say I'm seasoned, I'm always going to come from hopefully that God would give me the perceptions from the biblical point of view. One of the things we have to realize that when Jesus came to the world, he was, he came in the middle of a tremendous political, social Mm -hmm. craziness. I mean, it was like totally insane. And yet and still, it seemed as though he was not that much a part of it. 
it seems that his focus was not about that. So I think when the Bible says we are in the world, but not of the world, Ooh, I think Christians God. need to understand what that, that really means. Does it mean that we distance ourselves from things? No, it doesn't. Does it mean that we don't vote? No, it doesn't. Does it mean that we don't actively participate with certain areas that we have to do with education? I think Gigi explained to me what defunding the police was in terms of that whole concept. But I think believers need to be educated and not be so emotionally attached to a person. Because regardless if it's a Republican, a Democrat, Trump or Biden, they're not our salvation. It is God that keeps us. It is God that actually Amen. gives us all that we need. But right. if we start shifting, but practically speaking to your to your your point, Mika, we need to function. We're not, we can't isolate ourselves from the world, but yeah. we should insulate ourselves. So in terms of the political thing, education. Let people understand what are the differences in the political parties. And then actually, how does it affect you? Instead of and to your point, Gigi, there's one thing you'll we have to understand. We can't change people. They're going to have a, a viewpoint, and it may be completely, totally opposite to ours. Mm -hmm. And in terms of loving the where we're at, I don't have to accept your idea. I just trust God for you and pray for you. Now, see, that's where we come in at. If we're getting in conflict with people and they're like, well, no, 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 back off. Lord, what should I pray for them and leave them alone? Because mm -hmm. even Jesus said to you, you can't, we can't make people believe what we believe. We can hope that they do. And we would do it in love, but they have the right not to. So I think for the Christian, we need to really understand what is God having us to do? He says we're a light and a salt. So they should see us, not always necessarily hear us, per se. Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And if we're salt, we should be able to come into a room and an environment where we can be objective and we can savor things. But if we get too emotional about, I like Trump, I like Biden, then you kind of like miss the point. That's right. not... Because if they're not saved, no offense, they're going to hell. They, they need Christ like you do. So that would right. be the whole thing. So I try to keep it like that. And if and in choosing the conversation with the right person, because mm. you don't talk to everybody, mm. that's not going to work. <laughs> that is just not going to happen. So you say, Lord, I think I'll not talk to them today. You know, yeah. right. that'll save you the anxiety and the stuff like that. That's just, just, that's just my take, ladies. That's just my take. Yeah, yeah. No, well said. Yeah. Very well said. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, so we'll jump into our topic. Um, so I, I came up with this because I was thinking back on a family member said something to me about okay. praying. Mm -hmm. um, and it was that he said, some, like he said, you know, he doesn't pray all the time because he mm -hmm. doesn't want to bother God. Yeah. And he said, you know, he prays, he prays to God only in certain circumstances. And when he prays, he knows that um, because he doesn't bother God on that frequent level, that God answers his prayers. And also he says, and, you know, like I said, you know, when he said that, I'm like, I don't think that's, you know, biblical. But he said, you know, I don't feel like I have to pray for the small things because, I fully trust that God has me in those things. Like he will provide for me. He, um, he will sustain me. He will give me health. And I don't need to look to him for those. I don't need to constantly consult him for those small things, mm -hmm. but I just, you know, consult him on the big things and trust that he um, will give me those small things. So wow. that's intense. I, 
Yeah, I said, that's exactly what I said. I said, wow. <laughs> so I think the question that I have for discussion mm -hmm. is persistent prayer. Is persistent prayer biblical? Um, and is it acceptable to pray for the same things every day or, you know, all the time? Is that a sign of a lack of faith? Because every day I pray, I thank God for the things I have and I pray God for good health. Mm -hmm. um, to sustain my family for security and things like that. Yes, I know that God will provide good things for me. Does that mean that I don't have to pray for them? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'll open the floor to you guys. What are your thoughts? Oh, good. Oh, yeah. um, I think that the, the challenge is the fact that what do people define as prayer? See, we think prayer is asking God for things or asking for help. But in actuality, prayer was never intended for that. Prayer was designed for a relationship and a fellowship for an intimacy to get to know God. That's what prayer is. Prayer is a conversation. And it's not that I have to ask for anything and not that I need anything. I just desire to be with you because that's why God saved us so that he can have a relationship with us. But unfortunately, throughout the years of time, we have made it ask God, ask God, wait for God. God, give me this. God, give me that. But to your point, Mika, the Lord already said, I will give you all your needs anyway. Mm -hmm. So then if God already told us, I will give you all your needs, then why is he asking us to pray? Because he's looking for something a little bit. I think he's looking for something a little bit more than what we're expecting from him. Mm -hmm. You know, anybody want to chime in with that? That's what, that's what one of yeah. the first points, I think, is that understanding, I think we don't really know what prayer is because we've been right. taught that you sit, Lord, help my family. Lord, bless me. Lord, do this. Lord, do that. And that's what we think prayer is. Mm -hmm. But that's not what Jesus did. Jesus met with his father in the morning because of that fellowship, that relationship. I want to hear from you, God. What would you, what are you going to say to me? What are you going to have me do today? How are you going to lead me? You know, what, are you, what is your thoughts for the day? Because mm -hmm. so, yeah, prayer like is supposed to be. Prayer is not just about you asking for things. It's, it's about like, how can you love somebody that you never talk to? Like, yeah. right? Like, you don't know, you don't know how um, they talk to you during the day. You don't know how, what kind of wisdom they might impart on you. It's not yeah. just like you asking for things that you need. It's also mm -hmm. like, like just expressing what's in your soul, like expressing, like, if it's something that is bothersome to you, I understand, mm -hmm. like, you don't want to keep coming to God, but it's like, I think it's the way you come to God. Cause it's like, mm -hmm. if you're worried about something and you express those worries, even if you're, you know, expressing that every day or something like that, like, I feel like just the, the act of you coming to God is like you bringing it to your throne. I mean, bring it to the, to, to God's His throne. throne. Yeah. You know? yeah. No, you're right. And you can't say you're bothering God. Yeah. Why? How can you bother God? I mean, that whole concept, because remember, let's face it, we have a concept where we think God, like our family, like our mother, our father. Don't ask me that no more, because I told you I'm going to get it for you later. Mm -hmm. that's how many times are you going to ask me for it? And that's how we put God in that box. The Lord yes. said, come to me always. He, we don't bother God. I mean, he loves us. You don't bother someone that loves you. And you would want to go. And if you're going because maybe you're unsure, maybe you just don't know. Maybe you just, Gideon, I think it was, he kept asking God over and over and over, show me a sign. I think it was, show me this, show me that. Yes. There were many that kept going asking, I want a sign, Lord. I want a sign. I want a sign. 
And some, God told them once, look, this is right. it, no more. So it's not, it depends on the child. I think um, Victoria said, it depends on you. What mm -hmm. is your motive for keep going to God? Mm -hmm. Are you going because you really don't trust him? And see, yeah. there you go. See, there's got to be a transparency with the person. Got to be honest. Now, you can lie to yourself, but God already knows. So <laughs> if you know you really don't trust him, and you're just trying to maybe get him to speak you an answer, that's off. But if you really, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm desperate. I want to trust you, but there's something in me that can't. That's why I'm asking you. You think God would reject that? You think the, your yeah. father in heaven would reject mm. you being honest? Mm -hmm. No, no, I don't know that God. I don't know that God. Yeah, so persistent prayer could be a, a sign of a lack of faith, but it's not necessarily. Exactly, because he says men should always pray. pray. He said, mm -hmm. the Bible says men should always pray. Right. Which means if but, you always should pray, that means you're being consistent, right? So again, we have to balance it with the character and nature of God. He's not like our parents. He's not like a judge. He's not, he is who he is. So consistent prayer is easy. If, if, if your premise for praying is for that conversation, then I want to talk to him every single day. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I want to, I want, look, I, every day I want to hear from you. I don't want to miss a time in my life where we're not having a conversation. Yeah. And when okay. you were saying the definition of prayer, brother Kevin, I actually mm -hmm. thought about like, you know, like you don't necessarily like it's like being with someone right like you don't like if, if i'm in a relationship with someone like i'm not always gonna go to you with these lists of demands or like yes. you know it's like so i also sometimes if you're with someone that you love you just want to be in their presence like you just you just want to talk to them you just want them to be around so it's like prayer is also just literally being in god's presence it doesn't necessarily mean like it has to be a request or just wanting to be with him and it's just Amen. like when you like someone you kind of just want to be with them that's it you don't have to be doing something no so. exactly and to your point many of us and you know what the sad part about it is that we've been taught that we've been mm. taught we've been indoctrinated in ministries over the years it's just that you ask the lord prayer is asking god and waiting asking and waiting asking and waiting it's never really taught in terms of a being being with him Jesus mm. was always going to pray in the morning, but that was just to be with his father. Yeah. He was with his father all the time. The only time we hear that was he was a garden of Gethsemane when he said, Lord, if it be your will, let this pass from me. Yeah, That was it. Other than that, he's always just with the fellowship. I'm engaging, as you said, um, Gigi, my relationship, I don't want nothing from you. Being with you is all yeah. of this sufficient for me. Mm -hmm. that's, right. I think that's, and I think that's what's missing. And then the other side is the fact that people never learn how to hear from God. They never hear the answer to prayer. They don't know how to hear it. Is he may have told you two weeks ago what the answer is. Mm -hmm. What'd you say, um, Vicky? Oh, I said it's like that one-sided communication. They just want to talk to God, but they don't want to hear anything. They, you know, like yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I tell you honestly, because one of the things that um that I do with my mentor guys, I say, look, guys, I want you to learn to hear the voice of God. What do you mean? Is he speaking audible? I says, if he spoke audible, he'd probably scare you half to death. So don't you go there. Okay, you'd be running out. Ah! You know, so you may not want that. Okay. So, but if you, like I said, if you think about the men and the people in the Bible, they said the Lord spoke to them and it was like it was a regular, they heard his presence. So if the men in the Bible, people in the Bible could, why can't we? Why is it that it's so difficult for us to understand that God won't talk to us? 
Why can't you be sensitive to hear what he says to you so that when he answers the prayers, you maybe you don't have, you're asking because you didn't hear him tell you the answer. Mm. It also, he's probably told you two weeks ago, but you wasn't listening. He's too busy talking. <laughs> he's too busy talking. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> I think that leads me. So I I was thinking about that, and I thought, you know sometimes mm -hmm. you know you may want something so badly and you go to god and you keep asking god gave you an answer but it's not the answer you were waiting for expecting so then you mm -hmm. keep praying thinking that he's gonna change that answer but he's not <laughs> that's okay and that made me think about paul and um i think i think it's in second corinthians where he says he pled with the lord yes to um, remove the thorn from his flesh and he yes. asked three times and god said no Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, he accepted that God said no, mm -hmm. and he stopped praying about it, but him stopping his prayer is that, that it's not that he gave up or thought that God, you know, didn't care or it was inappropriate to continue asking, but it's just, I heard the answer from God and I'm accepting mm -hmm. it. And, and I like think that, oftentimes we just don't do that. We don't. And also remember, he didn't tell Paul, no, he said, my grace it's sufficient right. for you. That's so true. see, God gives three answers. He'll say yes, he'll say no, or he'll say wait and my grace is sufficient. Mm. Because what God is trying to do, he's trying to give you something better than what right. you're looking for. God always has something better for us. If we don't think that he has something better for us, then fold up your Christian name and just go do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. just, you know, stop playing. My thing is this, at certain points in your life, stop playing Christianity. If you're not going to believe he's, he's in control, stop playing Christianity. If you don't believe he loves you, then stop yes. playing Christian. You know, mm -hmm. there's certain things that we need to stop. Oh, let it go. And if we're going to bear his name, then we should at least help, let him help us be that. So when it comes to asking God, he says, yes, no. Somebody says, wait. Yeah. He'll just say, wait. Because if I give it to you now, the situation's not ready. Maybe I have to wait to get things ready. Now maybe I have to get you ready for it. Because mm -hmm. maybe you're not ready for it yet. Yes. Actually, that, that brings me to my other point, maturity. Mm -hmm. um, in 1 Corinthians 3, verse 2, um, mm -hmm. it says, you know, I, I got to pull it up. It says, you know, uh, uh, I kept giving you milk because you weren't ready for solid foods. So yes. thinking about when you are, like I have Nyla here, she's a baby. I wouldn't think about putting a strawberry in her mouth. Mm -hmm. She's only... <laughs> Drinking milk. Yes. Um, and it's the same way that sometimes you're praying about something or asking God for something and um, you're not there yet. And he's not going to yes. give it to you when you're not ready for it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then okay. you have to be mindful. Sometimes Lord will say, okay, fine. You want it that bad? I'll mm. give it to you. Yeah. And then now he's like, well, Lord, take it away. No, I'm not going to take it away. <laughs> because you asked me for it. You kept asking me for it. So now you take it. Prime yeah. example, children of Israel, God gave them manna. Mm. They didn't like manna. Mm -hmm. They wanted meat. We want meat. God gave us meat. Well, okay, he gave them so much meat they got sick. Yeah. And he didn't stop because you want quail? I'll give you quail. You want meat? Mm -hmm. You got meat. Yeah. So sometimes be careful what you're asking God for. He may say, I love you. I'm going to give it to you now. Now you'll stop asking me, won't you? Okay, Lord, yeah. I won't do nothing. I'm going to sit right here. Whatever you want to give me, I'm going to take it. I'm going to keep my... Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. <laughs> when food is literally coming from the sky, I would have literally no. I'm, oh, okay. So this is what we eating, guys. <laughs> Hello. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I think getting food from God's kitchen and complaining. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You get what you get. You don't get upset. <laughs> yeah. And I think that kind of goes back to what you were talking about with maturity, Mika, because like if you're mature in your walk and like God tells you no, it's like you'll accept that no and be happy with that no because you mm -hmm. know that God, you're, if you're under God's will, like he has the best intentions for you. So yes. You want to more. I think that, that really has to do with your maturity and knowing that whatever answer you get, God, it's, it's for your best and it's for your good. So. Amen. No, that's true. That's true. And maturity is, and again, maturity is, I wouldn't say it's relative, but it's very interesting. It's, that's a whole nother conversation about mature believers in terms of what's required and so on and so forth, because we're still called children of God. He never mm. calls us adults. Mm. He calls us children of God. You know, never adults or, he, he uses the word maturity for believers, but he doesn't call us adults. He says children. Yeah. So there's, a, there's an aspect of us, even as we mature, that we should have a childlike mentality in some mm. of the things that we do. We yeah. should have that sort of innocent lack of, you know, arrogance, so to speak, as a child would in a respect. I'm sorry, what'd you say? Or like open-mindedness, letting yes. learn. Exactly. And being able to trust the fact that our father, the authority, will cover us and protect us. So, you know, that's another thing, too, with the mature part. But back to you with the prayer piece, though, definitely the conversation, I think, is what most people forget. Mm -hmm. It's a constant telling, telling, telling. And to your friend, I, just, just me talking, I think he doesn't understand the character of God. Mm. I don't think he really understands God's nature. Because see, God has a character, and has a nature. And there are certain things that God is never going to do. And there are certain ways God is never going to respond or act because it would violate yeah. the very nature of who he is. Mm -hmm. and, um, and also, when you say that I only pray for those things, I got everything else, that is, and you assuming, and you were saying, well, I know God's got me. Well, then if you know God got you in a small, why don't you know God got you in a big? Mm -hmm. Because it's not big or small to God. Yeah. Really That's, That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Gigi, we can't hear you. Yeah, we can't oh. hear you, Gigi. Oh, I was just agreeing. I just said that that's a good point because it's it's our mind it's in our mind that we think it's something that's little, but that could be like big to God and something that we think is big and God is just like, Okay, I'm gonna take care of it. But it's our perception of big and small. Yeah. And God yeah. like that little job, that little that big you <laughs> Exactly. So again, his the perception of what we determine is important or not important and what we want to give to God and what I can handle and what he can handle, that's arrogance. Yeah. No that's arrogance and pride. No matter what no matter how you flip it, no matter how you say it, it's arrogant and pride. When Jesus says that you can do nothing, you can't do anything, even the so called small things you do. You need God to do that. Yeah. So, you know? Just and you know, mm -hmm. and I and I think um in in thinking about this, I thought about the Lord's Prayer when the disciples asked Jesus mm -hmm. to show them mm -hmm. how to pray. Mm -hmm. When he said things like, Give us this day today our, our daily bread, you know, it was, you know, 
um, and acknowledging God's um, sovereignty. Mm -hmm. And it's like, those are things that are quote unquote given, mm -hmm. but, you know, reciting it or saying it or expressing it to God in prayer, it is a reminder to us who God is. Yes. And it puts it, you know, it gives us the perspective that even though it may be easy for you to get your daily bread, Mm -hmm. And so you get it because God provides exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah. again, we can't we can't ever get the, the reality is that God wants us to become totally dependent upon him. Yeah. Not that we're slaves and not that we're not we don't think and we're robots, but dependency upon the fact that don't you know how much I love you? Mm -hmm. Don't you know how much I really love you? Don't you know how much I desire our friendship relationship? I want to hear from you every day. I want to be able to be in a position where I can share with you my intentions and my goal and my purpose for you. So you don't have to worry about walking around confused and walking about what's going to happen, but you're with me. And yeah. I, I think that's one of the key things why prayer is so important between the word of God and prayer. That's so key for believers. Word of God, mm -hmm. obeying God and prayer, because prayer is your time with God. I'll just share my personal recently I'd say in the last seven years, my prayer life has been important because at one time, I didn't think it was that important. I just thought, you know, you say the prayer, you do it when people are sick, you do it for New Year's, you know, you do it on those regular traditional days you pray. You know, other than that, you just say, okay, thank you, God, and keep on going. You know, that, that, honestly, that's all. And so, in the last, like, six years, the Lord was my mother, when she went through uh, Alzheimer's and she eventually passed away, the Lord had did some things with me because my sister, my older sister made a prayer. She said, she asked the Lord to heal my mother. And the Lord said, no, but watch me. I was like, okay, I'm watching. And I don't see nothing. But eventually my twin sister who was never saved, got saved during that time because of my mother's illness. So you wow. see, God had a plan for my family, all three of us. Now, all three of us are believers. Now, had my mother not gone through that, I don't think my sister would have gotten saved. I don't think so. So again, we looked at it as, well, oh my, he didn't heal her, but he, I didn't need to heal her. My mother was saved. Mm. I know where she's going, but mm. your sister wasn't saved. See, let's face it. What was God's more priority? Healing my mother or adding one more child of God? Exactly. You see? Exactly. You, oh no, your mother died, but that's not the point. The point is the yeah. fact that I'll see my mother again. If my mm. sister had died, I would not see her in heaven. Mm. Yeah. So wow. again, and I learned to have conversations with God and I learned to hear and I learned to hear when I was going through my divorce with my wife, my ex-wife, it was hard for me. And I needed to hear. I didn't talk to people. I said, I need you to tell me what to do during this. And he gave me specifically, precisely what this, and he gave me rest in my spirit. And we made our decision. We did what we had to do. And there's no guilt, no anger, but I learned to hear from God. I learned to hear the voice of God because every believer needs to hear God's voice. Because mm. there's going to come a point in your time where you have to make a decision. Mother, sister, yeah. brother, husband, wife, pastor, they can't answer that question for you. Only God can. So in that prayer time, you get used to the intimacy and you get used to, like you said, Victoria, you get used to his presence. Mm. So then you'll know when he's talking to you. Mm. And you know when it's you. If he was like, how do you know your voice? Yo, you know what you're telling yourself. Come on. Come on. All right. <laughs> let's, let's not play that game. You know yes. God ain't tell you to do that. Okay. Mm -hmm. He ain't tell you to do that. All right, so stop lying on God and stop pretending, nah, 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 nah. So again, I learned that and I, I'm still learning what prayer is about. I'm still learning to 
have that intimate time to be quiet, let my thoughts relax and not think so much. Yeah. Not to be thinking so much, but to be quiet and listen. And, and that's, that's the beauty about life though. Like the, the fact that we always get to learn and the fact that we always get to um, evolve and grow and stuff. So, you know, Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Because we have to. I mean, you, yeah. you're not going to stay where you are. You, you have to grow. And the Bible tells us to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. So, and we're going to make some mistakes. We're going to fail. Yeah, okay, fine. So you fail. Get up, wipe your knees off, and stop whining. Let the bone go. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not Jesus. You are not Jesus. Okay? Yeah. Okay. You may be Jesus like, <laughs> but you ain't him. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that, you know, I think the most, the my biggest takeaway from this conversation is no matter how mature you are as a Christian, you are still a child of God. And wow. you have to maintain that posture of being a child. Um, and always knowing that, yes, you should consult God. You should speak to him. You should, you know, desire stronger intimacy with him yes. by having daily conversations with him. Yes. And no matter how frequently you go to him, it's not, um, it's not a bother to God. Amen. The, now, to, to balance that, remember with, um, was it Samuel? And I think he went to, uh, he went to God about... Um, Saul. Yeah. And he said, do not come to me anymore about him. Now, right. there may be times when God says, no, don't bring this person or bring this thing to me anymore because I've already made my final decision. That we have to also understand too. God does have the final say. And yes. he can say, don't. And if he tells you to stop coming to him, I would say that would be a good sign for you to stop coming to him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. But again, that's, uh, those are situations where they come up and to, uh, to what you say, Mika, maturity, God deals with each of us differently because we're all different. So where he may tell Mika, come to me 10 times. He may tell Gigi, come to me a hundred times. He may tell Victoria, come to a thousand times. He said, Kevin, you got one shot. That's it. Don't come no more. <laughs> You're done. You know what I'm saying? So again, yeah. he knows his children because he knows our makeup. Mm -hmm. So again, you as an individual believer needs to understand you too. It requires some transparency on your part, on mm -hmm. our part, seeing, okay, Lord, I'm asking for this thing. Why? Why do I want this thing? That's a question a person should be asking. Exactly. When it comes to that. Why do I want it? Do I want it because somebody else has it? Do I want it because I need it? Or is it a desire I have? You know, and the Bible does says God will give you the desires of your heart, but it's according to his will, not what you Yes. Want. So that's, they can't, well, Lord, you said you give me the desires of my heart. Well, no, I'm, it's according to my will. I'm not going to give you desire. Your, your desire right. may be somebody else's wife. That ain't giving you that. That ain't happening. Okay? <laughs> we ain't knowing that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Very I'm true, yes. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. we just have to sometimes be, you know, transparent. Lord, I want this because everybody else has it. Okay. You're yeah. honest. Mm -hmm. You're honest. Be honest. You know, he may decide, okay, fine, I may give it to you anyway. I don't know. I don't know what he'll say, but I'm saying but be honest. Mm -hmm. And I don't think most Christians are honest. Ooh, I don't, I, yeah. Most I don't, people aren't honest. I feel like we true. normalize, yeah. like not only do we normalize lying, we normalize keeping secrets and stuff like that. So it's like, even if you want, does, um, you want or desire something, you might keep that, that a secret, why you want it a secret. Like 
even from yourself how many times yes. do you hear somebody like oh stop lying to yourself like people, we even lie to ourselves so it's like it's it's hard yeah. to like really live honestly and stuff like that and like be honest with god and stuff like yeah. that but it is important because yeah. he already knows and it, it helps us and i think that te that keys into our maturity the more we're honest with ourselves the more we'll mm. mature because the more we rely on god and not ourselves Yes. That is key to maturity, that I stop relying on all that I know and do and relying on Christ. And to your point, Victor, when we become honest, then we start to see the fact, yo, I'm, I'm jacked up, Lord. I need your help. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Say jacked that. up. <laughs> I need some and serious help. <laughs> that's where yes. the healing comes from. Like yes. When you're really, truly honest, that's like when yes. you lie to your doctor. For what? What are we trying to accomplish here? Like, you know, like, I think, well, not the only, but like one of two reasons why I think uh, your friend would say something like that is one, some people are not comfortable with communication and stuff like mm. that. So it's like, you know, like, why am I going to constantly talk to somebody I don't even know like that? Da, 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 da. And like, two, maybe, okay. You know those people that are, like, almost kind of miserable when they're, like, praying and stuff like that? Like, they're, like, um, they're, like, always wailing or crying or they're, like, oh, please, God, do this, do this for me and da 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 woo, woo. So maybe, like, I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm not going to, like, be that, like, and sit there and, like, cry to God about everything. Like, maybe he needs yeah. that. Oh, so maybe he was, and I'm using this word, so forgive me. He's just churched because a lot of the statements are a lot of things we just pick up. We pick up these statements from being in church and we hear other people say them and, you know, we'll hear somebody that we think is maybe more spiritual than us say, well, you know, I don't ask God for the big things. I only ask him, you know, I was told, we don't ask him for the small things because he's got that. And sometimes we, a lot of our lingo, a lot of our, our, are picked up from people around us. Mm. There's really not a lot of thought to why we do it, but it ain't sin. So I guess it's yeah. good. Mm -hmm. and then we'll just try to repeat the same thing so again because when he was when he when you made this when you say he made the statement about bothering god the key thing like what do you mean bother you don't bother god again. yeah so i think a lot of times we just pick up these things that seem like it's the right way to say it the, the natural thing is okay god you handle the big stuff and i'll handle the small stuff mm -hmm. that's a nice neat statement but it had nothing to do with scripture whatsoever but it's a nice neat statement you know, and mm -hmm. it, it seems as though we're protecting God. Okay, well, we're doing the good Christian thing. I'm not going to bother God. Yeah. Okay, you're crazy, but that's not the point. We'll go <laughs> yeah. on something else with that, you know what I'm saying? So again, mm -hmm. knowing the character and nature of God, and I think that's where a lot, of the, a lot of the big issue is, ladies. I think a lot of people really don't understand who God is. Mm -hmm. I don't think they understand his character or his nature. They, we, we've been churched, we've been indoctrinated, we've been told that God is A, B, C, D, and E, and that's all that he is, and he's not outside of that. And if right. you do anything outside of that, you're an apostasy, you're an abomination, you're sacrilege. And I'm like, I learned that. God is much more than I can possibly ever think he is. Yes. Much, yeah. much, much more. And what he's asking us and asking of us is not as difficult as we want to make it. Okay, it's not as difficult. He makes it simple. He says, mm -hmm. come to me in prayer. He says, ask, and it'll be given. He says, yeah. ask. That's what he said. And he said, mm -hmm. ask in Jesus' name. And as a note, when he says in Jesus' name, he means in Jesus' name, he means his character and his nature. Mm. We just don't say, I asked for a car in Jesus' name. You ain't getting a car. Mm. 
Okay, that's not <laughs> what that means. That's just not what that means. Okay, yeah. his name is not a, a key phrase or oh, ching, 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 but he means in his character. When you're asking me this, because think about it, how did Christ ask his father? It was always in humility. Yes. He spoke to God in humility and he spoke to his father in reverence in the fact that I'm going to my father whom I love. That's mm -hmm. what he means when we say in Jesus' name. It's in mm -hmm. his character and it's in nature. So when I'm going to the Lord about a petition, Lord, I'm acknowledging the fact that you are the God of the universe. And Lord, if you decide not to do this, it's okay. Mm -hmm. I still am thankful that you love me. Yes. And that kind of reminds me too about like what we were talking about earlier. Um, mm -hmm. I forget if I mentioned, I think all of you guys are talking about it, but mm -hmm. like being um, a, like a childlike manner. Yes. Like think about children, like, you know, they're just so innocent and they come to you and just ask you things and just mm -hmm. like, you know, hug up on you for no mm -hmm. reason. Like, mm -hmm. it just reminds me of like how children act like with you and, you know, and God, that's what God wants. He just wants us to talk to him. He just wants us to like <laughs> be in his presence and, you know, just talk to him. With, with, even when you were talking about for asking things, like and when, when I think about kids and like when they want something, like sometimes they're like really excited. They're like, they're yeah, like so yeah. excited, even regardless yeah. of, even if you say no, <laughs> they're just like super excited for no reason. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, it just reminded me of that um, when you were saying that, have that childlike manner with God. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to read a passage. Um, it's Luke 11, chapter, uh, verse, verse 5 to 13. Um, it's quick. And it's, um, it's about, it's Jesus teaching his disciples about prayer. So it goes like this. Um, verse 5. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight, wanting mm -hmm. to borrow three loaves of bread. You say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit and have nothing for and I have nothing for him to eat. And suppose he calls out from his bedroom, don't bother me. The door is locked for the night and my family and I are all in bed. I can't help you. But I tell you this, though he won't do it for the friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and get you whatever you need because you of your shameless persistence. <laughs> and so I tell you, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. You fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Mm. Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Mm. So, I mean, I think this passage, it ends, it ends with, you know, when I was reading it, you know, in the beginning, I'm like, oh, so you can ask God for anything. <laughs> but it ends with, so if you, um, your heavenly father will give you the Holy Spirit, give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. So it didn't say he's going to give you anything. So this was talking about the Holy Spirit. So I think that also, if we take this, pas this passage and weigh it um, with 
God's character. It's asking God for things that are in his will. If you seek him for those things, you will mm. receive them. So. And, and to your point, it's actually the Holy Spirit that's in us. Because again, I am a firm believer in the fact that Jesus Christ, when he said, when we are saved, we're sealed with the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit of God is in us. Yeah. So he is the one who actually petitioned. He's the one who communicates to God through us and with our yeah. cooperation. That is his role. He's called the inward Pericles. He was, Jesus said, I'm going to send you another just like me. Mm. So he's called alongside. Jesus said, he says, I will send you when you translate that. He says, I'm going to send you one. It meant I'm going to send you one just like me. Well, God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Spirit. So he's, he is God, the Holy Spirit. Right. So he does know how to ask. He does know what to ask. And he knows when to ask. Mm -hmm. So again, as we learn and as we walk, as we learn to hear the, the voice of God, the Holy Spirit is teaching us because he's the one who teaches you. He's the one that's actually communicating to you inside. He's given to you to reveal the truth of God. He's designed to tell you you're off. This is what you do. So it's not like you have all these multiple voices going in your head, but you mm -hmm. have specific speak. The spirit speaks specifically about specific things. And then when you're mm -hmm. in concern, when you're not, well, how do I pray? If you relax, the Holy Spirit will teach you and show you exactly what you need to ask God for. That's yeah. his job. Yeah. That's his job. That's, his, mm -hmm. that's, what he, that's what he's there for. He's there for to keep it so that we have that relationship. We keep that fellowship going. We keep it going on, you know? So it's important. That was another thing too. Understanding that the Holy Spirit is the one, it says he utters words that we can't say. Yeah. So if he's speaking on our behalf, then what, what, what else do I need to worry about? Right. You know, I'm, God, you got me. You, you know, you told me you give me all that I would need if I need help. You put mm -hmm. a Holy Spirit in me that is talking, which is you. So where am I actually losing out there? Where am I actually losing? I don't, I don't, you know, I don't get it. You know, that kind of stuff like that. So that's important. That's really key though. That's really yeah. key. The Christian walk is simple, but I think we complicate it because we add our, our character to God's character. Um, yes. Yes. Good point, Mika. Good yeah. point. Good the way point. that we would deal if somebody came to us and kept nagging at us, we would mm -hmm. get annoyed. So then we yes. say, well, God must get annoyed if I keep going to him. But God isn't you. He's Amen. sovereign and he's bigger than um, anything that we can imagine. So, Amen. Amen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Man, that's, you know, to your point, and I tell you again, a lot of believers don't really get that either. Yeah. We, we, we just, uh, that's why I, th I think that your sessions are so great because what they do, I was listening, I was reading some scriptures and I was studying with Paul. Paul is very practical in all his teaching. Paul never taught hyper-spiritual. And you read the epistles, the epistles are practical words for practical living every mm -hmm. single day. And they were some of the most spiritual people in the book, but they were so practical. And I believe what, what you ladies are doing, you do a practical conversation that most people don't even understand because they want to be spiritual. But you're already spiritual by your birth. Why are you trying to be something that you already are? Mm. That's the biggest challenge for Christians. Christians are trying to be something that God has already made them through their birth. Mm. So and as opposed to trying to be who you are, just let God manifest who he is. See, the question is not being spiritual. The challenge is manifestation. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. And that requires you to choose too. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. If I don't choose it, I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. You know, so but those simple things are what I think a lot of us 
we're missing in this day and age. And with the simplicity of the gospel, there's maturity, there's peace, there's rest, there's confidence. I don't have to worry about if I ask Lord something, if he's not going to do it or not. I don't have to worry about that because I'm asking him based upon his word. And guaranteed, yeah. if you ask God based upon his word, why would he not honor his word? Mm -hmm. yep. He's going to. He's definitely going to. Yeah. So that's what it's all about. That was That's, that's cool. So we'll yeah. keep your free in prayer. Don't, yo, dude, you ain't bothering God. Ask me. Go ahead. Ask. Go ahead. Ask. Yes. Yeah. Your circumstance doesn't change the character of God. Amen. Today, yesterday, and tomorrow. Amen. Yeah. Amen. 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 You should send your friend this episode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love him. We love you, brother. We love you. <laughs> Do you guys have any closing thoughts? No, not none for me. This was definitely a blessing, though. I think this conversation was needed. And Definitely. yeah, and it just makes me think about prayer differently. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that, you know, key in terms of intercessory prayer and praying for people, you know, as uh, is, I encourage people to have it as a, a everyday process in their lives, even if it's 15 minutes, a 15 minute prayer every day makes a tremendous difference in your life. Mm. It's, it's just something that I think we should, it shouldn't be a byproduct. It should be part of our life because of who we are in Christ, because Christ is our life and that was his life. So it should be progressively, as we learn and we practice it, become a part of our life. So it's, it's not even a second thought anymore. I think that yeah. would, I would leave with that. That it should be, every believer should have in his life prayer, not as a second thought, but just his life, period. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree. Amen. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with us and joining us today it's always edifying to have you with you. us and i'm thank sure you. we'll have you again in the please future. do i love it yes. <laughs> no, we love having you up. at the table yeah. yeah we love having you here nyla everyone at the table just <laughs> pop she pop fell asleep yeah, <laughs> oh that's sweet Oh my gosh. Y'all, well, thanks for tuning in. Um, this is a word of the people with Brother Kevin. Yay! <laughs>